0: Hey Revival Life Church, I am Carl Thomas, I'm the lead pastor of Revival Life Church and uh, I had asked that I could uh, receive the offering today uh, for for a couple reasons. Um, We're going to gather around our time of giving as you prepare the Lord's tithe and your offering. Uh, The scripture I wanted to kind of go through this morning is in Acts chapter 2 as we're celebrating Pentecost Sunday today. Uh, There on the first Pentecost, uh, that birthed the new church says in verse 44 all those who believed were together and had all things in common, and they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. I tell you, uh, I, I just sometimes we can put the early church in kind of a fantasy box. It almost seems like they're super spiritual people or some sort of mythical figure since we're separated by time, but these are real people like you and I. And we're fighting a little bug right now that's tragically killed 100,000 Americans, but in the first century, they had an equal number of people slaughtered by the Romans. These people were hurting, you know, And, and they gave just like you and I give. They weren't super spiritual. They didn't have any special bank account. They just really loved people, and they gave. And in this season, uh, I I wanted to, number one, I wanted to encourage you. Listen, we're in a difficult time, but we are following in amazing footsteps. The church throughout all history has sacrificed to help other people. This is what Christianity is about. If that means that I see my brother needs money, I give him money. I don't judge why he needs the money. If I see that me wearing a mask can save a life, I wear the mask. I don't fight for my rights. I'm looking for other people's rights. And I trust God in my finances now more than ever. It's really easy when you have excess. Now is when we get to really demonstrate our faith. And I personally wanted to come and thank so many people at Revival Life Church for being so faithful in their finances. I tell you, you are part of a healthy church if you're part of the Revival Life family. You're part of a healthy church that has many, many people participating in one another's lives online. Right now in the chat, you probably see all kinds of people giving a wave. And, uh, and, and, and I have a little sidebar here in the middle of the offering. Every week I go through social media and I just, I celebrate all the posts of worship and then they kind of stop. You know, I, I'm I'm on the broadcast also. I'm just saying, you know, you could, you don't have to. But you could, you know, tag me in something. You know, you, again, you don't have to, but you know there's no law against it. Just putting that out there. But uh, so many of you have um, been so faithful to God in your finances. We, our, our church is healthy, our church is strong, and we are still getting so many testimonies of people being blessed in their finances in this season. God, you can't outgive God. You, you just, we don't need guilt, <laughs> we don't need shame. And we don't need pity. Like We know that if you put the first 10% of your increase aside for God, the rest is made holy to God. And, And this morning, as we give our tithe and offering, I want you to know, you are part of something way bigger than any one of us. There are, let's just say, there's not every church is as healthy as we are in this season. Not every church is continuing to thrive. Not every church is healthy. We are because of, the people of Revival Life Church who put Jesus at the center of their faith. So my wife puts together this little thing every week to tell people how to do this. And uh, we're going to give, here's what's really funny. The first line of this is, hello, I'm Carl Thomas, lead pastor of Revival Life Church. That's, that's what my wife, hey, do you think your wife, you know, you're like, ah, I knew that already. She literally put my name and what my job is on the piece of paper. It's amazing. Thank you, honey. Uh, (laughs) We're going to get our offering together, and I think we do the the confession first, right, honey? That's why she puts it on the paper. I don't know how to do these things. Are you ready? We're going to say this together. Now, listen, I know you're used to speed reading this with Sarah Pagano, but we're just going to do a little bit slower today, all right? You're not going to have to gulp for air in the midst. Are you ready? Have your offering ready? My wife is dying as I'm making these jokes. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? We're all going to say it together. Ready? Everybody in the room with me here? Everybody online? Listen, say say these things. We're confessing things like God is blessing finances here. Ready? We're going to say it together. Lord. Oh, excuse me. That's the wrong one. That's That's like an old one, I think. I'm sorry. We're just going to keep going here. I'm good. You're good. We're family, right? Ready? Here we go. Father, I've traded my time for this money, and now I give you the first of it. As I make you Lord over my life, I know you will bless the remainder. Today, I am believing for you to bless me in the city and in the field, bless my offspring and multiply my business, bless my provision and my management of it, protect me from my enemies and make them scatter." Bless my accounts in the land you give me. Establish my family as holy and let the world see I am blessed. Make me abound in prosperity, both with relationships and money. Open the treasury of heaven and reign on my life. Cause me to be the lender, of the head, a blessing and the blessed for my good and your glory in Jesus' name. Come on, yell it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Father, in the name of Jesus, you said you would bless them and we believe you with your word. You can give by texting the amount to 84321. You can click on the link in the description and in the chat right now. You can go to the Revival Life Church website and go to the giving page. You could drop by Bitcoin. We don't care, right? Like we are non-discriminatory. We want the money to go to people who need it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Hey, before I get into the message, we're going to have Sarah Pagato. Hey, when you come up, Sarah, can you bring those two pieces of paper that uh, you had earlier? We're going to have Sarah Pagato come up. We are launching something super, super cool in this season. And um, I'll show them these amazing things in a moment. And uh, we want to talk to people about what's coming up, what we're doing.
1: Hi. Good morning. I'm Sarah Pagano. I'm the director of community life, and I want to thank you. And I want to share with you guys something exciting that we have happening starting next Saturday. It's going to be our first Saturday Serve, and this is just opportunities for us to go and love. And right now, you know, it's it's you know social distancing and everything, but we can still go and love our neighbors, our communities, and our homes. And this is all going to be from home edition. So we have three different ways that you can go and love and serve next Saturday, June 6th. First, we have go and love at your home, and that could look like making breakfast for your family. Kids, you could clean your rooms, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, Parents, you can, you know, sit and play your kids' favorite game with them. You can just serve your family, leave encouraging notes around the house, something fun to just serve and love on your family. You can also serve and go and love your neighborhood. You can make some yummy baked goods and deliver them. You can go on a prayer walk and just, just go pray around your neighborhood. Go walk the sidewalks and pray for the people that you pass. Pray for the homes and, and the, the people that own businesses in the homes and just go for a prayer walk. You can also go and love your community. And this could look like, you know, maybe you call the hospital and you send lunch to the COVID floor nurses that come day. On. Maybe you'll go and send care packages to the police stations, the fire stations. Maybe you'd make little snack bags for the delivery people that come to your home and deliver packages or sanitation workers or your postal workers. We really just want to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this season. And we want to start this first Saturday serve where every Saturday, sorry, the first Saturday of every month, we want to just go and love our community. We want to be the hands and feet of Jesus and just serve people around us. And we really just want to love God and love others and do it well.
0: Absolutely. You're going to be hearing about this in your, in your life group online. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be talking about this. This is so amazing, Sarah. I'm just so thankful that you put this together. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm, this, this is what Jesus is about. Amen? Yeah, amen. So good. If you need any uh, help with this or you need some ideas, Say something in the chat. We'll reach oh, out. I forgot Go something. ahead. Sorry. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> when you do this for Saturday Serve, go ahead and take pictures and tag us on social media and use the hashtag RLC Serves. And we want to repost and share just what you guys in the community are doing and loving others well.
0: Yeah. We're not doing this for publicity. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like we don't have that many followers, right? It's to encourage one another, right? Yeah. RLC Serves will encourage one another. We want to be the hands feet, and feet in Jesus in our town. Amen. Good job, Sarah Pagano. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Love you guys, miss you so much. Hey, hey, stay here one second, Sarah. Oh. This is so cool. All right. So Tyler Williams. Tyler Williams. He uh he watches with his mom uh for Burning Room. Corey and I do Burning Room every other week together. I do it every week, but Corey's half as committed as I am. And so uh he and I do it. That's uh he and I do it. so Tyler said he drew pictures of us. One of us is the cool one, and one is the funny one. And I was like, do I want to be the cool one or the funny one? Which one am I, right? Well, it doesn't, you know, it's probably easy to figure this out. Here's Corey Pagano is the cool one, and he's got his man bun. And beard. And beard. And I'm the funny one. See, it says funny here, and this one says cool.
1: And your freckles there.
0: I have a a freckle there. Cool. So I don't know if you can see this on the video or not, but (laughs) I just thought that was super neat. Thank you, Tyler. We love you. And if your kids draw pictures of me and I'm the cool one, hey. You can post that on social media and tag me if you don't mind. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Great job, cool Corey. Hallelujah. If you got a Bible, you can go ahead and turn. Guess where? We're gonna be at Acts chapter two eventually. Let let me tell you what's gonna happen. And um you know, we've been going a minute here, but you know. We're on lockdown. Where do you have to go, right? Let's be honest. Here, here's, what, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a road map for our service this morning. Uh, we are going to talk about our church's reaction to the coronavirus here very shortly about public gatherings. Um, and then the Spirit is going to begin to move in the service. Wow, right? I'm going to share a Pentecost message. We're going to receive communion together. And then at the end of service, we're going to pray... And the Holy Ghost is going to move. Now, some of you are going to get touched in the message. Some of you are going to get touched in communion. Some of you are going to get touched in prayer. So let's just encounter God and let's be focused. Does that sound good? We good? Yeah, yeah. yeah? okay. So uh, we do not have a date when we're opening uh, Sunday morning physical gatherings at this time. Uh, why? Because we don't know when we're going to be well into phase two in Boca Raton. Talking to my friends locally, we're kind of in the same boat. And uh, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, I refuse to allow hubris or pride or any of that to put people's lives in jeopardy. Uh, I also am a prideful man. And it would embarrass me greatly to open the church and then people get coronavirus and I have to close it again. That would hurt my ego. Um, And so... We are we're taking it slow. Um, our church is healthy. Uh, we are going to continue our online services. And we are limiting interaction. And if you are someone you're like, this doesn't make any sense to me, pastor. Maybe you have immunity already. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're like coronavirus sounds like a good time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just know the Lord has spoken a word to you and you're not concerned about it. I would encourage you to begin having watch parties. If you really want to have contact with people, invite people over your house to watch the service. You can have communion with other people. You can gather in your living room as you feel comfortable and begin gathering and watching the service. You can shout me down. You can take pictures of me preaching and put it on social media, tagging me. You can do any of those things uh, as you feel comfortable. I would encourage you. uh, My neighbors and I have begun talking about getting together for Sunday morning service in our living room or in theirs, since they have small children, and I don't. Um, So as you feel comfortable, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to us at this moment to go from no gatherings to everybody gathering. doesn't make a lot of sense, and so we are not quite doing that yet. We are uh, upgrading our video facilities so that when we do go back to live service um, or maybe live tapings, um, we can have an equally good service. Uh, Amen. Sound good? That's what we're doing. So we're tracking with other pastors and we're going to see what is going to happen. Hey, Road to the Comforter. This is our message series. We are finishing it today. We were mapping from Easter to Pentecost Sunday, and that is today. Today, we celebrate the Comforter coming. Amen. Amen. Now, the Comforter came not just to comfort us from the cares of the world. You know, a third of the people, I just saw a study came out, a third of Americans are dealing with depression or anxiety in this season. Enough that it's affecting their life right now. Man, we need the comforter. We just had the murder of George Floyd, and I'm sure that every church in America is talking about this this Sunday. This is an American who is killed by the people who was supposed to be protecting us. And uh, we don't know the full story yet, except we do know that somebody was murdered, right? We know he was killed. And that's, I don't know if that's affecting you the way it is affecting me, um, but it's craziness what's happening right now. Uh, People would say, you know, pastor, you're just supposed to preach the gospel. This isn't about, well, I don't, when I read the Bible, I see Paul writing about what's happening locally. He's writing about persecution. He's writing about what the government is doing. I don't have all the solutions except that I know we can't ignore it. And I know as believers, we're supposed to love and I know we're supposed to pray. And I'm not going to ignore that large portions of our community are scared. And uh, we, we, like, we can't act like that's not happening. These are Christians. These are our fellow man and Woman, our brothers and sisters, and uh, so I wanted to bring that up. In that, you know, we don't be scared about talking about these things. This is important to talk about. We need to talk about war. We need to talk about crime. We need to talk about poverty. We need to talk about the opioid crisis. Like we need the comforter in this day and age. We need him. It wasn't just as a sign in the first church. We need a comforter now. More than ever. The solution is not to run away from anxiety. The solution is not to just put it to the side. The solution is not to ignore it. Here's what I want you to know. If you're suffering from some anxiety, I don't want you to feel ashamed. Look at this. Anxiety is an indicator. It's not an obstacle. This is an indicator that there is something going wrong. It doesn't necessarily mean that something is your fault. right? Don't run from it. It's like the, it's like the oil light going off in your car. You, if you ignore it, you're going to have problems. It's going to catch up with you. Many of the leaders in Revival Life Church, as, as you've been filling out the survey, a good portion of our church are millennials. And by a good portion, I mean of those who were kind enough to fill out the survey, two thirds were millennials. And when you're a little bit younger, you know, there's stress in life, uh, and you can kind of ignore it. But when you start hitting your, late 20s, early 30s, it's going to catch up to you. If you don't deal with it, it's going to deal with you, right? It's, it's not going away on its own. And I don't want you to feel shame if you're starting to deal with it. I want you to know it's an indicator. We need the comforter to come and do some things in our lives. What this indicates is that our focus is fixed on the wrong thing. We need to purposefully focus. See, when we're young, we can ignore stuff and our body just kind of bounces back. And when we get a little bit older... We got to do stuff on purpose. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus on purpose. The stress of life, it causes division. It separates people. It keeps us from being the one true church Jesus envisioned. Now, when Jesus sent out the 12 disciples, here's what he told them to do. And we see it in Matthew chapter 10. He says, As you go, preach saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons freely you've received, freely give. Just like the comforter did not just come for the first century church. These commandments aren't just for the first century church. You need the comforter so we can do these things. Now, Here's what I want you to see. Jesus saying, I'm going to send you to people who don't want to hear you. Does that sound like your life at all? I'm going to send you to people who don't want to hear you. But I'm going to send you the comforter who's going to help. And if you notice, Jesus is telling them to do stuff that helps people. Now, now maybe you're not quite at the place where you're cleansing lepers quite yet. But you can participate in our first Saturday serve. You can pray and ask Holy Spirit, empower me to help somebody today. Maybe this is way outside of your comfort zone. Praise God. That's where Holy Spirit is. Holy Spirit is right outside your comfort zone. That's if you were in your comfort zone, you wouldn't need the comforter. See how that goes. But we get the comforter when we get outside of our comfort zone. I have a, um, I have a life group that meets online. Uh, we were calling them uh, prayer groups. We transition them to life groups because we're living life together now. And, uh, We submit prayer requests to one another. We pray for one another. And um, I I, I told the fellas in my group, listen, you know, we're at the place where we're getting a little vulnerable, right? And I I said to my group, you know, man, I ain't worked out in a minute. You know, I came into coronavirus and I was going to be a triathlete at the end of this thing, right? I was going to lose weight, maybe run a marathon, who knows, right? It hasn't worked out that way exactly. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? Now, I've been quite as productive in this season as I set out to be originally, right? If that's you, don't be beating yourself up. Like maybe, I feel like some of us are going to get our feet underneath us just as this thing is over. I don't know why it works out that way, but that's that's what I feel like. But so I tell my life group, I say, hey guys, <clears throat> uh, listen, I need y'all to pray for me because uh, I have not worked out at all and I need you to start working out, right? Like I just... I'm, and they said, oh, has it been the rain? I said, no, it's been the laziness, right? It has nothing to do with the weather, though I have blamed it on the rain lots of times, you know, I like the bike and we've had like a monsoon coming through. And so I haven't been able to be on my bike because I've been lazy, right? That's just all it really is. And so I said, hey, can you pray for me? Like, I don't have a major prayer need this week, but if you would pray that I would start working out, I, I really need to get healthy. And, uh, and uh, I like to eat snacks at my life group. That's what I do. And one of the guys in my group was like, "All right, if we see you eating cookies," I said, "I didn't say nothing about my eating. Come on now, I didn't. I didn't ask you to be my Holy Spirit. No, no. I said exercise, right? No, I didn't. I didn't ask you on none of that. that. That's not what I asked about." And so uh, the next day, dudes like, "Did you work out today?" I was like, "I didn't ask for accountability. I asked for prayer, right? Like, people don't always listen, right? Like, I didn't ask for accountability. I asked for prayer." And the next day, I was like. I had shame, and I just thought, you know, the con- I got to keep the condemnation off, right? And so I decide, here's what I'll do. It's, it's raining out, so I can't ride my bike, and I'll do one of these HIIT these workouts. workouts. Have you ever seen these? The high-intensity interval training workouts where you get your heart rate up. I should have been doing a low-intensity interval training. <laughs> my whole body hurts today, right? Like, there's not a part of my body that's not in pain at this moment. And, uh, and and like, apparently you don't start with high intensity, right? You're supposed to like, I should have started with a walk. That's where Carl was at. Carl was at walk around the block, partially briskly. That's where I was at. And I just went straight for it because my group doesn't know how to moderate the prayers. They just went all in. And so I went all in and now I'm paying the price for it, right? I need the comforter today. I, Holy Spirit, come and heal My body. Hallelujah. Watch this. Matthew chapter 10, verse 20. Jesus said this. He said, It's not you who speak, but it is the spirit of your father who speaks in you. Not like the guy who's like, Did you work out today? Like that, that that wasn't God. That was him. That was flesh. This is the spirit. Now here's what's interesting, and I'm joking, but here, this is the very first time that Jesus directly spoke about Holy Spirit in in, in the gospels. He talked about you receiving the Spirit, the Spirit working in your life as you are serving other people, as you go out to do things for God. He's like, "Hey, don't worry about it. The Spirit of your Father will speak in you." I, I, you know, when you choose to display the love of God, you're allowing yourself to become a vessel of God's love. It's 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 beyond comprehension how God in all. His infinite resources says, you know, hey, I think I'll display my love through you, Carl, through you, Sarah, through you, Chris, through you, Tracy. Like, this, this blows my mind, but when we choose to display love, instead of like saying, man, I feel awkward, I don't know if I can invite my neighbor to watch the video, I don't know if I can serve somebody or just give somebody cookies and say, hey, I just feel like <clears throat> God put you on my heart and so He made you cookies when we do that, we allow ourselves to be a vessel of God's love. This is the perfect love that God promised that would set aside our anxiety. My wife recently gave a message to this, to the women's group, and it just blew me away with the revelation. Here it is in 1 John chapter 4. It says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. It doesn't say the perfect confession casts out fear. Not the perfect reciting of the Bible not you telling it to go away. Perfect love casts out fear. How is love going to be perfected in you? By you displaying the love of God. When you're displaying the love of God, you're not thinking about you, you're thinking about how God loves somebody else. And when you participate in God's love towards other people, you get to experience God's love. It's that simple. People want to make the, the gospel complex. They want to give you steps and it's just that it, love people like Jesus actually knew what he was talking about. He Just love God, love people, and all the other stuff falls in line. The enemy distracts us and thinks we got to have these priorities and plans and steps and love God, love people. And the more mature you get in Christ, the more simple you see it is and how complex that is. Jesus sent Holy Spirit so we could be empowered to demonstrate God's love. He sent Holy Spirit, not so we can put on a sideshow, not so we can shambai, shumbai and feel spiritual. I pray in tongues. I, I hope you do too. And if you don't, I'm believing you're going to be baptized here at the end of the service. But He sent His Spirit so we could be empowered to demonstrate God's love. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper. These are manifestations of God's love for people. Nothing more, nothing less. They're demonstrations. How much God cares for people. Look look, here's how Jesus said it. In Matthew chapter 12, he said, "If I cast out demons by the spirit of God, by the Holy Ghost, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. This kingdom of God is the kingdom of love. Peace, sound mind. This is righteousness, peace and joy in the spirit. This is the kingdom of God. It's not just a demonstration of power, though it is that, but it is the power of God's love manifesting in us physically. I hope I hope you get that this morning. I hope I get that this morning. I hope that opens afresh in my heart this morning. Jesus sent Holy Spirit so we could demonstrate, we'd be empowered to demonstrate God's love. Second thing, Jesus sent Holy Spirit so we can be transformed. Our personal transformation comes after we recognize God's love for other people. You see, when we focus on ourselves, we miss out on the big picture of what God is trying to do. But as you focus on someone else, as you are running after God and demonstrating His love, then it says, then the blessings will overtake you. And this is what we want. Watch this. In Romans chapter 8, Paul says it this way, but if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you'll live it's by the spirit we are transformed. It's not, "Mm, I'm going to be just stronger. No, no, no. I'm weak. I need him to be strong. I'm broken. I need him to make me whole. My heart is hurting. I need him to be love for me. This is the promise. He didn't promise that you would be stronger. He promised that he would be stronger in you. And I believe in many of us as we just get involved in loving people and loving our neighbors. We're going to see the love of God overshadow us in this season. And finally, Jesus sent Holy Spirit <clears throat> so we can bring God's presence. He sent Holy Spirit so we can bring God's presence. <clears throat> we are vessels of God's love, we are containers. Of god's Spirit. I don't understand how a holy, perfect God can fill my flawed vessel with His Spirit. But this is His word: that I am a temple of the Spirit of God. And wherever I go, there God is. Not because I'm a God, not because we're gods. No, but wherever I go, when I walk into a room, the atmosphere shifts because God has just shown up. When I see a situation that is beyond my understanding, I don't have to worry because there is an advocate who makes intercession through me in groanings that I can't even put into words. And I know that the wisdom of God has now shown up on the scene because He lives in me. Not because I'm perfect, but the perfect one lives in me. This is the promise of God. Jesus said in John chapter 14, If you love me, you keep my commandments. And remember, we talked about what these commandments were. I'll ask the Father and He'll give you another helper. Remember, these commandments were to love God and love people. These are the commandments He's talking about. And if you keep His commandments, He'll send the helper. And the helper will help you love God and love people. It's amazing. We're not in this on our own. He said He would send the the paraclete, the helper. The helper who's not our assistant. He's an advocate who gives us the ability to do what we could not do on our own. The advocate who gives us the ability to do what we could not do on our own. Here's what Jesus went on to say about Him. He is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. People say, hey, why Why are you going to church? Why are you giving your money? Why are you serving? What? What are you doing? Well, they can't understand this. Because they're ignorant? No, 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 they don't have the Spirit. Spirit recognizes Spirit. And if they don't have the Spirit, how, they don't understand what you're doing. The world doesn't understand why we'd make cookies for a neighbor and just say, hey, God put it on my heart. The, the world can't understand why the rentlers would make all these meals for homeless people because the Spirit has told them, this is how you're going to show my love. The world can't understand why so many of our church are just doing so many amazing things in this season. But this is what the Spirit does. They don't understand. The world can't receive it because it does not see Him or know Him, but you know Him. And what does that mean? Why would He say, but you know Him? You know Him well enough to make Him known. The world can't see Him unless you make Him known. That's your job. They can't see Him. Don't say, well, they can find Him on His own, because they can't. Jesus said, you know Him. It's your job to make Him known. That's, that's our honor to make him known. Let me finish up with this before we take communion. Acts chapter 2. And on the day of Pentecost, and I've preached this sermon, I've preached this scripture probably more than any other uh, other than on John the Baptist possibly. It says in Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves and rest on each of them. It said tongues came like a fire. So when you see a fire and like a little thing pops up, that's considered like a, a, a tongue of flame. That's what they call that. It's not the same prayer language tongues that they're talking about. They did pray in tongues, but they're talking about, he says, and there appeared to them tongues as of distributing themselves. They rested on each one of them like a flame resting on each one of us. It was a visual representation they heard this noise coming. It says, uh, verse 4, excuse me, verse 3, and their tongues pun- tongues, resting on them, rested, blah, blah, verse 4, here we go. And they all were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me read this one more time. This is so important to what's happening in America right now. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. When the Spirit comes upon you, You're able to speak someone else's language. This is what love does. Love says, the spirit has come upon me. You don't have to change towards me. Love says, I will change to understand you. I will learn to speak your language. I will learn to see what you're going through. I'll identify with the homeless. I'll identify with a person of color if you're white or the immigrant if you're born here or I, because the spirit is upon me, we are Pentecostals. This is what we do. We identify with other people. This is is who we are. This is Pentecostal love. In, In Anywhere you see an outpouring of the Spirit of God, you're going to see people of every race. You're going to see people of every ethnicity. You're going to see people of different socioeconomic backgrounds. The Pentecostal church is not one color. The Pentecostal church is not one financial group. The Pentecostal church is every nation and every tribe coming together in the bond of brotherhood. I don't look at the world through some rose-colored glasses and say everybody just needs to get saved. But yes, everybody needs to get saved. But it's our job to speak their language, to show them the love of God. That's our job. That's our job. This is what Holy Spirit has empowered us to do. And um, we're going to gather around the table of the Lord now it's in this spirit of Pentecost that we're going to gather with the body all over the world. We forgot to make communion for all our folks here with us today. We love you all. Just virtually take it with us here, folks. Can I switch spots with you? Would that be all right? Thanks. And so, I've, talked on, I've taught on the Eucharist recently even, but I want to remind us that the Eucharisteo, Remember, it wraps around the Greek word charis. It means joy in this Eucharist. It's deep joy that's only found at the table of the Lord. Deep joy that's only found at the table of the Lord. Jesus is at the table with us this morning. He's with us in every tribe and tongue under heaven. Remember, this Eucharisteo, it's not the bread, it's not the Jews, it's the thankfulness. That releases the grace of God. It's us being thankful for what Jesus Christ did for us and loving other people the way He's loved us. This is so important. So honey, you want to grab the bread? And if you will grab the bread and the juice with us, we're going to receive this together. Now listen, I'm not a naive man. But America needs Jesus. America needs a move of the Spirit. Now, in a moment, I'm going to have several of our leaders come up. They're going to pray for you. And we're going to pray down heaven. And it's about to get very good in here. If you didn't get touched already. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent on behalf of our nation and the sectarianism, the xenophobia, the looking at other people, even just the looking at the other Forgive us in the church for separating as much as anybody. We pray, Lord, that You would come and bring us together in one body. Thank You that Your body was bruised so we could be one. We remember today Your suffering and Your passion. In Jesus' name, receive the body of the Lord. And on the night He was betrayed, Took the cup, and he said, "Remember this. Do it in remembrance of me. This cup of the new covenant poured out, that we may have our sins washed, that we may come to life. Receive the cup of the new covenant." Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to transition. What's going on up here, real quick? Christopher is going to grab the tape, the TV. We're going to bring a microphone up, so you're going to hear these praying. People praying. And what's going to happen now is we're going to pray for you in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray. Come on up, folks. We're going to pray that heaven would come down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Got our microphone here. Come on over to me. Wow. Are you feeling good? Mm -hmm. Guys, you feeling good? Ladies and gents. Hallelujah. All righty. Oh, yep. Everybody freeze. Anastasia, you let us down. Sorry, folks. This is my tech team. It was working a moment ago. Print tongues, people. Well not for this. Get yourself activated. This is gonna work. Okay, port audio error. Here we go. Here it is. Here we go. This is gonna work right here. Anybody know why this is not working? No, no, it'll be ready in one second. I'll have we go. We're just gonna blame it on Anastasia. Sorry guys. Okay. Track new add new mono track. Mono Mono. All right. I have no idea why it started working. We're going to use this microphone, Corey. No, you brought this one up. Are you getting signal there in a Yeah. All righty. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Come on over, Sarah. All right. So we, I just, sorry. I don't know if this skipped for you. <laughs> if it didn't, then you can delete this part. We had some technical issues. But if it does, there it is. All right. Hallelujah. Are you ready? We are going to, ha. We are, ha. Are you guys ready? We are now going to pray that you experience a personal Shabbat, Pentecost. So let's begin to pray in the spirit, folks. Hallelujah. Sheikh Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I asked a couple people to share uh, if they had a prophetic word for you this morning. And uh, Mike, did you have something to share? You don't have to produce really? it. Come on, come on, just this. Second. We are, ha, are you guys ready? We are now going to pray that you experience a personal Shabbat, Pentecost. So, let's begin to pray in the Spirit, folks. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I asked a couple people to share uh, if they had a prophetic word for you this morning. And uh, Mike, did you have something to share? You don't have to breathing. Come on, can we just just say it. If you would just come a little bit closer and just say it over them. Healing. Right now, people, anybody that's got a foot issue, I just felt Amen. people's feet were really bothering them. Amen. And right now, Lord, we declare healing from your throne room, Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Right now, do you got anything, honey? Sit, Sue, do you have one? Um. Uh, yeah. You can say, oh. honey. I, I just felt that someone with their um, right ear... Come on. That, yeah. It,
2: yeah. Isn't it even Lord,
0: Jesus. I just ask right now that you heal it. that ear right I feel now that, mm-hmm. Jesus' wow. name. Wow. No more wow. pain Amen. in Jesus' name. Uh, Mike, you getting more stuff over there? What do you got? Come on. Did you just call it out? Anxiety believe. and depression's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Health, Lord. We speak yeah. physical, yeah. mental, oh, spiritual yeah. health right now yeah. yeah. Increase, Jesus' name. Increase, Jesus. Just the
2: yeah. yeah. like, yeah. like God was just showing us... There's people have been carrying around a heaviness of, of depression and anxiety but right now. It lifts break your it off in Jesus' name, your I declare the Spirit of God over you, that the anxiety depression gone in Jesus' yeah. name.
0: Amen, amen. Come on, Corey. You got something? Chris, you got something? I think Chris had something. Go next. Yeah, I um, saw that people were holding, like, hallelujah. They were holding up
2: mugs, and it was like just a little bit of liquid left in there and they're trying to make it last come on and i saw god come over and they just he just kept on pouring into their glass. and he mm. said he just wants to keep on pouring in more and more just keep on drinking freely yeah. so father we release that right now in jesus name yeah pour out more yeah. right now for everyone
0: yeah. in the name of name. jesus come on take cups, it Lord. Thanks. Come on, I think. Well, wow, come on, pray in the Spirit, people, yeah. this is good. Okay, he's got During worship,
2: I saw like a fog come over our city and seeping underneath people's doorways, and filling their homes. So they, even though we're not here together, oh, that's connected, we're connected Amen. through the
0: spirit. Yeah. We're still
2: together, even if we're not physically together, we're. That's a good work. Come
0: on, that's a good work. Come yeah. Shabbat. I just heard the Lord saying he's bringing unity in homes Amen. Amen. I heard him uh, yeah. saying yeah. I'm bringing healing to marriages as well Come on. What, what I saw was um, hearts in a house that were separated and he was bringing the hearts together That's so Father, I just right. declare unity over yeah. homes and yes. marriages in Jesus' yes. name yes. Amen. go ahead Sarah, I believe Sarah you have a, you have a word for him she, I do he wants to yell something out first Go ahead. no, just so a white light white told you light coming, <laughs> Lord. White light, just you'll be able Amen. to feel it. Amen. Amen. Heat and warmth yeah. from Holy Spirit Amen. coming. Yes. White Amen. light, bring purity, Amen. holiness, everything good from your kingdom, Lord. Yes. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sir.
1: Um, so God spoke to me, Song of Solomon two fifteen. The verse says, Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes yes. that are ruining the vineyards oh while our vineyards are in blossom. And what I heard God was talking about there's these little things that are trying to trip you up right now Mm -hmm. like this Mm -hmm. little lie that then turns into dishonesty like a pattern of it there's this little offense that leads to this bitterness and this this disconnect in the relationships and these little attitudes that lead to just negative mindsets, and I heard God say, it's time to catch the foxes, that are just eating away at your relationship with God, like straight, it's hard right now to connect, maybe you're feeling that, maybe not, and that's great, but you're feeling that, these foxes, these little lies, these little things that are trying to trip you up, they turn into something Mm. big, and God is just challenging us this morning to catch the foxes, the lies,
0: amen, amen.
1: Father, give us their freedom yeah. right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. We would see the little right things now. that are tripping us up, and we would kick them out. We would not We would not be, okay. It, would not be um, just okay with what's, it, what's going on in our minds, or if there's bitterness, or offense, or unforgiveness. Lord, I pray that we would Come just on. rip it out at the root right now in Jesus' name.
0: In the name of Jesus. Now, I I, uh, I, I saw something very uh, similar. Wow. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Go ahead. I'm Sorry.
2: I saw people um, carrying things. Um, that they weren't supposed to be carrying, like mm. burdens and worries and stressors, and um, I just see them the problem, laying the laying them those things down before Jesus. Yeah. And I just declare, I grace, I, I give, I bless people to lay down those burdens that they've been carrying that they're not supposed to be carrying. The, yeah. Those things that you don't have the answers to, just up. to lay it down before Jesus. In the Jesus name of Christ,
0: Jesus, yeah.
2: That He will carry your burdens. Ha, Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Sir, else? It's just flowing yeah. here, isn't it? Yeah, spirit's yeah. flowing. Is it flowing where you're at? I hope you know, you're feeling.
1: <laughs> I saw this. And I see image the tree on a swan of I
0: see the spirit on her. Puzzle like a puzzle
1: piece yeah. not fitting together. Like these pieces don't fit together. And I saw a picture a picture of you like people crying out on the ground like everything is going wrong, God. And wow. What God showed me in that is, like, you have been working for God instead of with Him. Mm, like, wow. he, he has redeemed you right yeah. now Amen. to be a son and not a slave, to be a daughter and not a slave. You are to work with God, yep. and, and He's just calling you to that deeper relationship with Him right now in the season. Yeah. So, Father, I just... Pray that we would wow. stop stop striving wow. and we would allow you in God. Mm. Holy Spirit, we would work with you and not for you like yes. like we're against you trying to compete God. But we would work with you alongside you in Jesus
0: name. Amen. Yes. And I just know that God is bringing some of you like you it's it's upset you how long it's taking you to get your feet underneath you in this season and he's lifting off shame right now. Yeah. yeah. You don't judge your walk against somebody else's and your pace against somebody else's pace. You don't judge where you're at against your expectations. Jesus alone decides that. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to pray for baptism. Yeah. Fresh. We're going to pray for fresh baptism. Everybody go, wow, in the in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now, we just release. Huh. Go ahead, just receive it right now. So You may need to put your hands like this to catch something. I don't know why that works. Or people need to put your hands up or put your hand on your heart. But we just release a fresh yeah. baptism. Wow. A fresh baptism in your life. A fresh move of the Spirit in your life because Jesus loves you for no other reason than because Jesus loves you. We declare a fresh baptism of love, fresh baptism of power, and fresh ideas on how you're going to serve Jesus with your life. We declare the love of God flooding your life and flooding your heart. Wow. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen Amen. amen and amen. amen, and amen. Listen, we love you. You. If you need, if you if you've got touched by God and you decided to give your heart to Jesus today, go ahead and text us. Text RLC Join at ninety seven thousand. We'd love to send you some free stuff. Uh, and if you want to get connected, put your put you know get in the chat here, and uh, we'll get you connected. Anything else I need to tell them, Sarah? Before uh, there's this end of service. Oh, my wife knows. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. If you want
2: um, live prayer right um, at the end of this service, there will be a link that you can. Um, click on in the chat and someone will call will contact you for a video
0: for live zoom chat there live zoom prayer anything else we love you guys have an amazing week if you need anything let us know yes, thank you. god bless you bye 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 <laughs>